And welcome to Saturdays with the Sloth with the Hyper Sloth Gods of Rock Zigzag and Rufus, the only guys in the universe smarter than me. Put your listening ears on because this experimental sloth cast is about to blow your feeble fucking minds. Welcome, Slotions, to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with Zigzag and... And Rufus. Did Microsoft get something right? Because this is kind of a cool little feature. What's that? Uh, is that way we were sitting at the tables or whatever? Yeah, we still are. Don't you see oh, it? Oh no, I turned it. I think I turned it off on my end, actually. Oh shit! Sure. On my end, we're at like a tiki bar. Yeah, I know. That's what I switched it to, and I didn't know how to turn it off. So, uh, oh, here we go. Together mode has been enabled for this call. Learn more. I don't know how to go out of together mode, Rufus. Learning more is always a mistake. But here we are. I mean, I look like I'm super short. How do we? Yeah, it's... I don't know. You look pretty funny, <laughs> I must admit. You actually look like you're really there. Let me see if I can pretend to have my arms in the bar. Hey, how about this? There you go. Here's me in a typical bar. <laughs> there ain't another one, Gleep Glop. Gleep them coming, Gleep Glop. <laughs> Keep them coming, Gleep Glop. Uh, I don't know how to get out of together mode. Do you have any idea, Rufus, how to do this? No clue. None whatsoever. Oh, my God. Look at all these. There's like a shit ton of fucking different places we could be. I never knew this existed. So do what? We are in bed together. I'm still seeing a tiki bar. Just like this one. Ooh. Ah, now we're like ruling the earth. I like this. I like this one better. Just the old good old together mode. Or not together mode. Let me turn off together mode and see if that works. This looks like the office we would have. It does. It looks like us overlooking our, you know, the, in the side of the mountain, like uh, who? Uh, who's the bad guy from Austin Powers? Uh, many me, large me. <laughs> who who was it actually? Do you remember? Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I've gone back to regular view on my side. I don't know what to how to turn off the other view. Oh, I think I know how now. 
There we go. Oh, Did I turn it off? No. Hang on. I see some various things I can click here. I Change scene. If you go up next to Together View on the top of the thing, you can actually just hit a delete on the, on the right-hand side. Sorry, I was running out of gas. So talk to me, Rufus. What's going on uh, there? Oh, Tell me what's going on Rufus's neck of the woods. Oh, there we go. I finally got it back. Now it's right. And All right. back. Thanks for joining us. I'm so happy. Now we're not sitting at the same table. Me and Rufus have actually... We've gone to separate states now to do the shows. That's how quick we can travel. Wow. It's our time travel app that we invented, but somebody else created. Well, they haven't created it yet, but certainly they will. Probably in the confines of our own office, it looks like the office that they had on this show. Or this app. Yeah, I wonder where Microsoft got that. It's probably what Bill Gates' office looks like. Probably. I would would assume it looks like that. I would think that... Going on what we were talking about last time, Microsoft is it's just good advertising. Yeah. Well, of course. Lack of, I guess it's really a lack of uh, competitors more than anything. Well, their, their products blow, so it helps that they have no competitors except for one and that they do a lot of marketing. Right, and you know what? They're cheap. And they partner with a lot of spam. They do. They've got that going for them. They've got all of your uh, – your uh, Norton antivirus people. I mean, really, they're the only people that need it, though, because they, uh, they're they the only ones that actually get viruses. Yeah, it's not a good sign that a Windows computer comes with antivirus software. Like, they're like, you're going to need this. Right. You're Don't definitely going to need this software because <laughs> your computer is going to be riddled with it if you don't get this antivirus software. Does Apple come with antivirus software? Not that I'm aware of. It does not. They are locked down. They're tight. They are tight. tight. Wow. I don't know why it's so dark in here, and then it got so bright because I turned on the other light, but I like this better. How do you like my background? There's a Dr. Evil background for you. That looks like a, a universe or a galaxy or something. outer space right now as we speak. Wow. Member of the Starship Enterprise. Ooh, did you see the shooting star? Look at him shooting behind me. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Well, Oh, Rufus, we're running into some rough shit. Ah! Help! Like it's sucked in by the tractor beam. That was like as good as the acting on uh, Star Trek, if you ask me. And as good as the special effects. Oh, is that the special effects from Star Wars and the acting from Star Trek? How do you go wrong? It's the best of both worlds. Actually, of both universes. Yeah, they're not actually in worlds, are they? No, they're in multiverses. Occasionally, this is a question for you. Occasionally, when the Star Trek Enterprise would fall across a a, uh, a planet that was stuck in 1950s America, or was that like a, a were they coming back to Earth and that's just how Earth was at the time? I don't know. It's this was referenced on a podcast I was listening to the other day, actually, about how like there's what there's always like a Star Trek episode. Really, it comes down to the fucking budget. They're like. It's the 60s. They're like, hey, well, Gunsmoke is next door. Let's just come up with a story that uses <laughs> yeah, that a Western makes town. Makes sense. You know? Yeah. And we'll come up with some scientific reason why suddenly this planet, is billions of light years from us, is a Western town. I feel like occasionally they kind of robbed their ideas from uh, the Twilight Zone a little bit. Yeah, I think so. 
And vice versa. I'm sure there was a lot of... Uh... The Twilight Zone was like 1961, wasn't it? Was it? I got no idea. Yeah, I do. How about this? I got, a, I got something for you. I had one that you gave me. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I threw it out. Oh, it's what I sent to you. Yeah, you sent it to me. Like when I, I was back in Arkansas. Yeah, your wife probably tossed it out angry at you in anger or disgust. Here's an uh, old one. Whoa. Oh, that's, that's well used. Knocking the bat on the side. Damn. And look, this is, I had to buy a new one. That's the new one that I just showed you because it broke. Oh, shit. That belongs in a museum. It's That'll on, be in the uh, the Hypersoft Museum. It's actually on uh, one of our one of our covers that I, I put together called One Hit Wonder. I know that cover. Yeah. Where is it, Rufus? Where is it? Why is it not in the Hall of Fame? It's on my hard drive somewhere. It's in my hard drive. I just saw it the other day. Oh, it's not on my hard drive. It's uploaded to the cloud. I've, I've uh, well, get it out of the cloud immediately. The cloud is about to go down, I have a feeling. Uh-oh. You think that we're at risk from the war in Russia? You think there's going to be a nuclear war? No. Why do you think that? Why do you say that with such uh, authority? Uh, I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I just do. I got a, a gut feeling in my testicles. What would happen if there was? Would you be scared? I doubt it would impact Colleen Tech. Well, I don't know. We do have a major military base here. Maybe we might be a target. I'm not seeing a big stockpile of water in your corner like I did when COVID started. Well, COVID's different. You got no control over COVID. You can't do a pre over a nuclear war. Well, you can't do a preemptive strike against COVID, but you can nuke the fuck out of Russia before they nuke you. I think they're always thinking about it. Who do we nuke? Do we nuke? Who do we have to nuke? So. We would have to nuke Russia. We'd have to nuke everybody we hate at the same time. Right, yeah. So then you got to nuke China. Russia, China, North Korea. North Gone. Korea. Who else is out there that might have nukes? Anybody? Iran? Do you just take Iran out at the same time? Uh, you might as well. I mean, if, if you're firing them off, go for it. I mean, yeah, might as well clean up the world. If there's going to be, like, fallout, right, you might as well clean up the world of all the people that you don't like. Right. Minimize, minimize the fallout and keep it over there. I think the only problematic one, honestly, the only one that would really disturb us is nuking China because then we'd lose we all, of, all our stuff. All of our shit would be gone. We would not have new iPhones for a long well, time. I mean, now you also have to be thinking about the porn industry. There's a lot of quality porn that comes out of the Russia, and so there would probably <sighs> we would probably have to depend on a lot more uh, domestic porn, you know. That's true, but I don't know. There's there's other U- European Union countries that are producing good stuff. Uh, Italy. You're watching too much Dutch porn, right? Slovakia. Well, those are all going to go away, though, because I, my guess would be oh. he's going to try and take those out first, right? Ukrainian porn is a thing of the past, probably. I doubt there's. I doubt they're even making porn in the Ukraine right now. Not willingly. It's right. Good point, Rufus. Very good point. But even if we nuke over there, then yeah, I mean, every every porn studio in the EU is going to be obliterated. I think or, they're probably calling up all the people that are in porn to serve in the military. They're conscripting them. All the 18-year-old chicks are going into the military, unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah. 
So if I was you, I'd be stockpiling your hard drive full of Russian porn right now. It's probably the smart thing to do. Uh, dude, I'm like five years ahead of you. Turn off all your antivirus software and start downloading as much porn as you can right now. Why do you think my Dropbox cloud bill is like 40 bucks a month? <laughs> I'm wondering more like why do you ever get those like security things saying that your iPhone has been hacked or whatever, like uh, Apple fraud alert. And they're trying to like get you to click on something to actually probably give you a virus instead of taking one away. Not that specifically, but I, I get similar emails. I got one today from the company that hosts all of my websites, except it wasn't from that company. It was, you know, supposed to be from that company. Right. I mean, they're and, tricky. I get that shit from Microsoft all the time because I use Outlook for work. And yeah. Like, set your reset your password in one week. You know what I mean? Then like three days later, be like, reset your password three days. And if you don't look at where it's coming from, you could easily – I mean, I know so many people at work, dude, that are actually basically computer – it's just really one guy that's computer illiterate. But, man, that's all it takes. That. And he wants you to do all the stuff for him so he never has to learn, which is frustrating. It's a pretty good strategy, though. Luckily for him, he's a pretty funny and charming guy. That helps, too, man. If and he can be funny be and me. charming – if you can be funny and charming and get other people to do your work, you're going to go far in life. I've done it for 53 years. Me too. I told you nothing. Well, I took you under my wing in your early 20s. I think that that probably That's true. Did that... were, you, were you even 21 when we met? Yeah, yeah. I was, were you? I was probably 22 or 23. Really? Yeah. Wow, you seem so much more immature than that. I guess I'm just kind of surprised. Well, I had a sheltered life. I was raised as a 13-year-old for most of my life. You were never allowed to grow beyond 13. No. I remember your parents used to shave your or, uh, tape the hair off of your armpits. Yes, and elsewhere. And elsewhere, you? I don't. Did you ever have hair elsewhere? I wore a diaper until the age of 12. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I'm still breastfeeding. Well, I'm guessing you'll be back in a diaper in no time. <laughs> but only at family reunions. Uh, right. I mean, it's hard to break that bond. When you have that bond, it's tough to be I mean, in normal cultures, I think that's how they greet each other, right? By a, a quick <laughs> breastfeed. They offer the breast. Right. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? In some cultures, it's a shake, Good day. a handshake. In some, it's a suckle. Yeah. We, should start, we should start a cult. Or not a cult, uh, a club, where uh, the secret handshake is a breast-sucking for hot women. I'm down for that. You don't have to convince me beyond that. I'm, get, I'm in. How many guys have just signed up for that right now? All of them. We should start it. I can call right now that are already in and paying dues. Just post it on Twitter, and it's going to blow up. I'll post it on Twitter with a couple of preemptive suckles, right, that I'll steal from Pornhub. And be like, join our thing and get to watch women suckle all day. Maybe we'll just start a website called Suckles. <laughs> yeah, no, that <laughs> and the tagline could be, there's a suckle born every minute. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, it's brilliant. Suckles. It's not really brilliant. It just It's kind of, uh, I guess yeah. I would call it. Obvious. Uh, sophomore-ish, maybe. It is. Childish. I'm not even sure what that means. Sophomore is a verb. Can you can we look that up real quick? Sophomore is not a verb. It's a. Well, what do they call when they say that's very sophomoreish? That's an adjective. Oh well, see, you know what? When we started diagram diagramming sentences, I gave up. 
you need to suckle more. I do. I didn't suckle enough. I was bottle fed. <clears throat> Never had a chance. Never had a chance. Well, you know what's funny is my daughter was breastfed for about two weeks. Then we switched yeah. to Similac. I, don't, I mean, I can't remember exactly what it was. But then some kind of study was coming out that it's actually better for your brain to use these other chemically fortified uh, breast milk really? or whatever they are. Yes. My son was breastfed for about two weeks, and we put him on our Big Red. Big Red? Big Red yeah. Mountain Dew? Big, big Red, red Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew back. Yeah. I think it should be Mountain Dew with a Big Red back is probably he, one. He got his first Monster Energy drink tattoo before <laughs> kindergarten. Awesome. On his buttocks, I hope. Forehead. Same and thing. And you know what the good news is? He got his, uh, his first set of false teeth right after. What do kids need teeth for? Really? Exactly. I mean, they're only drinking pop. It's not like they're eating. <laughs> That's right. You know what you they can... need them for? Unfortunately, they need them for Takis. Oh, my God, Takis. <laughs> Have you ever had a Takis? My my kid went through a Takis phase. It I lasted about a week. So if you did you taste the Taki just to see what the Taki sensation is all about? Taki number one was great. Taki number two, I was like, I'm good. I did don't need. Did you ever get the super hot Takis? That's what that's what it was. They're they're stupid hot, dude. I I ate one and had a stomachache. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like what the fuck? Little kids should not be eating Takis. They probably serve Takis in bars in Mexico. I doubt they're made for kids. No, no. No, but they're at the vending machine in school. I would love to know the origin of a Taki. Can we can we look that up? I mean, let's educate some people tonight. I don't know, but I generally don't think food should be weaponized, and those are fucking hot as hell. Yeah, they are hot. I mean, when you're not expecting how I was like, they're hot. I'm like, how hot can they be? I see fucking five year olds eating them. They're gonna they're gonna have to develop a fucking pepper that's like fifty million or five hundred million on the fucking. Scoville scale for these kids when they get older for them to think anything's hot. That's evolution, baby. Evolution, baby, is probably all kids being deaf, I would imagine, or having starting to have speakers grow out of their ears. Many speakers will be implanted in their ears. The kids will be born with earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean their ears will evolve. Uh, I think that really what should happen now is that Apple should be working on a perfectly round earbud, right, so that people's ear shapes start to grow into just perfectly round circles. Have you seen these ear, not earbuds, but these headphones that just, they just put the music into your skull? <laughs> no, no. What? You haven't? work? I was at Sam's the other day, which is like Costco for you right, people. I know what Sam's is. Thank and, you. Uh, and they had some that you could listen to. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And you put them like, I think it went, it's been a while. It went either like on my temple or like right behind my ear. But yeah, they just touch the bone of your skull and you like feel the music in your head. Was it pleasurable or was it not pleasurable? Not at all. No, it was not pleasurable. You could hear it. I mean, it was like, yeah, okay, I can hear it. But it also felt like, I don't know, it was unstuck. Okay, now wait a minute. Now imagine two 18-year-old Ukrainians suckling. Would you feel that, do you think? you think it would bring something more to... If I could implant that directly into my skull, I'm all for it. They're doing it. They're doing it slowly, but it's happening. You won't be around for when it's done, but they're working on it right now. I like it slowly. You do. You're a slow and gentle kind of guy. Hey, did you see what shirt I got on tonight? 
No, because it's so dark in there. Oh, look at that! Best Brewing, Pabst. My wife actually said to me, that's a cool-looking shirt. Fuck yeah, it's cool. It is actually pretty cool. All Pabst stuff is cool. You know why? Because I made it that way. You made it that way. They were sucking down Pabst right before they changed the recipe to make it palatable. That's what we were suckling. We were. We suckled down quite a few. <laughs> we we were at the feet of Paps. I can still remember stopping at that place on the way to the, the rehearsal center. Was it called the Austin Music Hall Rehearsal? Well, it was the Arc. The Arc, yeah. That was, that was one of them. We did the Arc and we did a Music Lab also. Oh, the Music Lab. That's right. But Arc was one, too. Now, which one did we go to that we hung out with those dudes that worked there? That was probably Music Lab because I knew those guys. Does it just, like, tell you that weed can make the world go round when we're trading weed at that point for free time in the music lab? What a kick-ass fucking job to own something like the music lab. Well, those those guys didn't own it, did they? Yeah, they did. No, they, they didn't. Which guy? Yes. The, the, well, I don't remember the fucking names, but it was two guys. Right. One guy, one guy was always, and he was always fucking there. And if he wasn't, like, behind the counter... He had like a power drill and shit, and he was like, "I'm building oh, another no, room." Talking about those Grams, the Gram guys from Grams Choice. Oh, those guys, right? No, they don't own shit. They were the ones <laughs> that were letting us trade weed for free time in the big room. Remember, we got to jam out in that big room. That was that was at the Ark. That was at the Ark. That wasn't yeah. Music Lab. Yeah, the Ark was. Uh, that was fun. People actually came in and watched us jam. We're probably blowing minds. Are you kidding? Of course we were blowing minds. Of course we were. Who knew we'd be blowing, blowing minds almost 30 years later? Can you believe that? Is now, that be right? I, I gotta, do you think we were blowing minds, or do you think they were coming to see the novelty of a guy play a kazoo with his nose and then a xylophone with his foot? Well, no, and that then, guy's more famous than us now. He has the, his own Instagram channel. Graham's Choice guy? Oh, no, no, no. They weren't coming to see Graham's Choice. Not at all. I'll tell you what Graham's Choice did do, though. That guy, the one guy, I think the shorter guy, not the blonde-haired guy, the other guy, yeah, was a pretty good fucking keyboard player. I still remember they were both pretty good, but their gimmick was they each played like five right. things they at the same time. They had a bass that was, that was working by a, with a – I mean, you know what? Honestly, the guys were way ahead of this, their time because the other day I saw a guy – you need to look this up. I'm, I don't know if it's YouTube or Instagram or whatever, but it's a guy that plays the drums and the guitar at the same time and sings, and it's pretty fucking good. Dude, think about this. We were in a pretty innovative circle because it was us who created the first internet song fucking right. ever. True. It was Maybe the it was, only. It was the choice who did that thing. That right. Still, you don't see that often. No. We knew Furley, who was the first guy I've ever seen to just perform – to like a track that he recorded at home. Right. And now that's the biggest thing in the fucking world, you know, is just performing to some shit you record in your bedroom. Right. Yep. It sure is. We were all on the cutting edge. I mean, we were the best, but we were that's best. crazy. We had the longevity. I wonder if Furley is still together. I seriously doubt it. I wonder if he's still alive. I'm sure he lost a few, uh, a few appendages or organs lost along the way. Well, he was, like, sickly then. Remember how skinny that guy was? The dude had some physical issues, yeah. Was he friends with Richard? How did we meet Furley? I think he was friends with Richard. Right. Who Richard and those guys were actually kind of a little cutting edge in their own right with their 
their comedy troupe and all that stuff. Yes. It, we were in a pretty fucking cool circle. We were, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were part of the sphere of completely on the, uh, what do they say, leading, the bleeding edge of, you know, well, what's content creation. about creation. that is that now in Austin, those circles don't exist, right? In that no. time, there might have been 50 circles like that, 100 circles that were actually that kind of cool and that diverse. But now, now, now the they're, the circle is around the checkout at Starbucks. There's too many people complaining about the sound. Right, traveling when their baby's trying to sleep from the live music capital of the world. Yeah. Hear them. I bought a penthouse on 6th Street. That's so loud. Why right. is it so oh, loud? I never would have paid $6.5 million for the penthouse if I knew there was going to be a right upstairs. Above the Black Cat Lounge. Why is there I, so many rock bands playing all the time? God, dude, at one time I was going to invest in fucking just buy a bunch of real estate in Austin. When I Before I met you, right, I went took this class with this guy named Vaughn Miller at Austin Community College, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy, I swear, I guarantee you he was a drunk, right? But he was a real estate guy. And uh, he was always saying, man, all you really need to do, and he, was, he invited me and Tim Klingle to go down there and uh, sit with him on the steps at the, at the courthouse in Austin when they auctioned off properties. Right, and he's yeah. like, could do, he had like seventy rentals at the time. Yeah, and he had so much free time on his hand. He was teaching at the fucking Austin country or Austin Community College. Damn. And Vaughn Miller was his name. I'm sure he's dead, but his nose was as big as fucking uh, Winston Churchill's and red ass. But man, he was nice. We would go and have beers with him on a Friday, right? And he would be like, "You guys," and he was probably sixty years old then. I would bet. Wow. And he would be like, you guys, you should just be investing everything you have in Austin real estate. He was being dead fucking serious. And we're just kind of laughing along with Vaughn Miller, right? Because we're 20-year-old, 22-year-old kids. And then I was thinking the other day, man, if I just would have even bought that house on Roehampton as a, as a starter, right? At that time, that house at Roehampton was going for $109,000. Yeah. What do you think it's worth today? I don't know, but my buddy Carson has a, a friend who, back in the Roehampton days – or maybe a little later, he bought a house in Austin just for himself for like a hundred grand, and he ended up renting it out for a while, and then he sold it a few years ago for like three and a half million. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Now imagine doing that with ten houses. Yeah. You know who does that? Elon Musk. No, Elon. Well, Elon Musk lives in. Does he live in Austin now? Where does Elon Musk live? Apparently, he doesn't have a house. Like for real, like he does, he crashes with people. I've heard. How many kids does he have? He has like illegitimate kids, does he not? With like Jeff Bezos' ex-wife or something. I was gonna say I could take a guess, and it'd probably be more accurate than what he would say because I don't think he even knows. He's turned into quite the goof in his own right. Is there something there in the water in Texas now? I don't know. I, I don't think so. It, I, I think, think it's I think there's something the weirdos water in Texas. Move here. I mean, everybody else here is pretty chill. I mean, except for the drivers. <laughs> that guy down the street from you that flies the Trump flag or the fuck Biden flag. Oh yeah, he he took it down and put up a, a pro Ukraine flag though. So oh, did he? Yeah, he's taking That's a turn. Kind of shocking. It is shocking. We should be spending our money here, right? Isn't that what they think? Or lowering the gas prices. It's the Ukraine's fault that we have high gas prices because they exist next to Russia. How dare them. 
how dare them is right. Even Russia thinks that. But no, there's a couple of, in my neighborhood, there's a couple of Trump flags out. But you know what I have noticed? This is weird. On my way to yeah. work, I used to see a bunch of broken down trailers with Trump flags in front of them, right? Always, so, all of us, always the worst house in the block has a Trump flag. That much I will, I, I will, almost my bottom dollar on it. There's a few wackos out there, but I mean, just that would advertise it, right? Sure, a bunch of rich people are Trump fans, but only the really wacky ones want to put it on their, on, the, on their front porch. Sure. But after, after those classified documents thing came out, right, and they were talking about, I feel like I saw about 10 houses take all their shit down. Really? Because really, they're, I, was thinking, I was trying to explain this to my mom, right, who's kind of a, a Trump person in her own right, unfortunately. Yeah. But I was like, she said, well, that guy took his Trump stuff because there was a guy, the neighborhood, obviously a guy that probably is pretty well off because my mom lives on a river with a bunch of fancy houses. And he <laughs> took all his Trump stuff down. Yeah. And I said, well, Mom, you know, Trump stole a bunch of classified documents. Who knows what he was going to do with them? I mean, everybody's got a pretty good idea. And she's like, well, why would that make I said, because, honestly, some people out there who are Trump supporters are fucking patriots, right? They're patriots. Yeah. They really, deep in their heart, they think that he wants to help America. I so they fall totally for hook, line, and sinker, right? And then when they realize maybe they've been bamboozled, they're like, wow, this guy is not a fucking patriot. Exactly. Yes. I mean, they I find out what we've all known all along, self-serving fucking twit. Right. I mean, I, I agree getting – there's people that just got blinded by, oh, here's finally a guy who's going to do this or that or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, at some point, shit gets so obviously fucked that you got to be like, okay, well – Obviously, right. I was, I mean, I was okay, wrong. I stole documents now. Oh, how do you, I don't know, what are you saying that he could declassify them with his mind? Was that one of the last things that I saw? I was going to say that. He just did an interview with Hannity, and I saw a link, and I clicked it, and I watched it. The only thing I saw was him saying, yeah, I can declassify things. It's the president. He doesn't, I'm the president. I can do whatever I want. I can declassify things just by saying it. And then he said, he literally said I could declassify things just by thinking it. And then I was like, click, the I'm out. The sad part is he's an evil genius because there's people out there now they are like, yeah, I mean, of course he can. He's the president, most powerful man in the world. He can declassify anything with his mind. Goddamn people. Are, I don't think he's an evil genius. I think he is more he's like an evil, he's a savant. It's like it just comes so na- – he's not thinking. He's not planning. He's not plotting. He's just – no, he's not. He's just so narcissistic and fu- – I don't think he thinks two seconds ahead at all. I don't I, know. I don't – I think he knows how to play on people's ignorance, right? And he learned that from uh, – who was his mentor? Roy Cohn, the disgraced lawyer Roy Cohn who was the yeah. guy behind all those fucking Communist Party trials of the 1950s, right? That He called that him, that guy his mentor. You know, the, the Trumps got in trouble. They got sued by the fucking Federal Housing Authority for not renting to black people, right, in like 1980. And they lost like $100 million. And Trump, and, and that guy Ray Cohn said, just tell people that you won. The truth never fucking matters. And Trump he definitely learned that. that. fucking successfully to this day. He right? All the way lies. into the fucking White House, which tells you all people read the headline. I mean, Sean Hannity was on, he was under oath and he had to admit that he's not really a reporter. 
He's just a guy with a fucking opinion. Yeah. But people are like, he reported this or he reported that. Well, no. He just is telling you his opinion. It's like we could do on this show. Yeah, but at least our opinions are well thought out. Right. Yes, they are. Very much so. Or even they, if they're not the well thought out, they make sense. Both received at St. Edwards University, Austin, Texas, 7704. These are hilltopper level ideas. <laughs> These are. These are on top of the hilltop. Yes. You know what? That's what we should call uh, another podcast. We do call Ideas from the Hilltop. That would be fucking brilliant, especially if we were both in school. <laughs> so silly. Do you see them? They're all over their fucking Instagram page now, dude. All over <laughs> it. I don't hang out on their Instagram page, but it's so funny. You should get on their Instagram. I guarantee you if I got on their Instagram page right now, one of the first three pictures out of the 500 on there, would be fucking someone doing that. Let's do it. Put it to the test. That's hard to do. You need a you have, you got to have commitment. You do. It's it, you know what you got to really do those, the uh, the horn muscles. This is you what do. I do sometimes when I'm sitting at my desk. Uh, it's not natural. It's like some of those gang signs you see people do. That that's it's what, like oh, you it is. I mean, might as well learn sleight of hand magic. It's the hilltop gang sign. It's not refreshing the posts. What is going on here? Oh, so probably not on Wi-Fi. Hold on. Oh, no. It's asking me for passwords and stuff. What? Yeah, how retarded. Can't you just do the, the, the... Just do the hilltopper sign in front of your phone's camera. <laughs> oh, good idea. Oh, there it is. <laughs> see? It worked. All right. Let's see how many photos we have to get in here. Oh, there's a picture of a dog. Come on, Hilltopper sign. Don't let me down. The dogs can't do that sign. Right on the hilltop. What? Look at this. Oh, no. Is that a clan rally? <laughs> No, there's fine one per oh topper. Topper sighting. Oh my god. Topper sighting. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like Sasquatch when I was there. I don't think we even had a topper. I've no, we didn't have a topper. Couldn't afford one. Right, exactly. We were too busy uh we were too busy trying to finance the uh the ACC or RCC or whatever they called it. I mean, based on what I had to fucking pay to go there, I don't know why we couldn't afford one. Right. We There should have been a whole army of them. Oh, come on. Every time I look at this fucking website, someone's doing the topper sign, and now I can't find one? This is ridiculous. Sold by a few, but my eyes aren't that good without my glasses on, to be honest with you, Rufus. You wear glasses? Just so you know, this is the new uh, the new president of St. Edwards. I want you to see her. Uh-oh. Oh, now you missed her. There she is again. Oh, there, now you missed her again. <laughs> oh, did you see him? Did you see him doing the topper sign there? Yes, the I did. All right. I'm... He had live video of topper. Oh, my. She's pretty hot. She's a foreign lady. She was... Pretty hot, it looked like to me. 
Oh, is she is she Russian? Pot. Total sex pot. Yep, there we're doing topper hands. That's all I say. People, tune in, watch it. We've got live topper hands going, thanks to me. The inventor of the topper hands. I mean, how many years before? Man, this was that was a twenty year old, a thirty. That's definitely a thirty five year old uh, idea. I would say it looks it like you're. Some time. It it does stand the test of time, but. Man, it is it's almost wicked looking, like you're casting a spell. Well, I mean, you know what? It's like some wrestling, we used to do these topper fights. We would ram each other. <laughs> like actual rams? Yes, exactly. I mean I'm assuming that what is topper? He's a hilltopper goat. Well, it's a goat. Did you ever see that goat that was on campus there? Uh no. There was a goat that lived on campus when I was there, and it used to live behind the Premont Norman. Sometimes you would run across it. It just wandered around? Yeah. Yeah. What? Shut absolutely. up. You're sure this isn't I'm, a homeless dude, person you're thinking of? Positive. I'm absolutely positive of this. Because that school was in downtown. It was I in know, uh, Congress. Never, it, it, well, I mean, it, I don't know. When, you, when I was there, dude, that whole campus was not built out. Right, there was a lot of woods on that campus. Oh no, that's true. I used to Congress Street. I mean, yeah, like behind our dorm, we used to go like smoke weed and get drunk, and no one could find us. Right, it's like it was like a almost like a little mountainside down there. All those yeah, there was behind Teresa Hall and all the way to like I thirty five. It was just woods. Right. And yeah, me and some buddies used to go down there and. We stumbled upon like a homeless camp. Dude, there was their place was known for homeless encampments. Remember, I told you that we went through a guy's briefcase. It was at the homeless encampment, right? It, there was nobody there at the time, and like there was like probation papers and all kinds of shit in like his briefcase. Did you take them? No, no. And I, the more I thought about, it, man, we probably could have been murdered or something. But they had built like a shanty using like oh, yeah. plastic wrap. Right, that was clear, so the light would come in. I guess. I wonder what happened. I wonder how many people died back there in the woods behind St. Ed's. How ironic that there was homeless people living behind one of the most expensive schools in fucking Austin. <laughs> yeah, no shit. What do you think? Yeah, they they had like they didn't know that they were sitting on like a forty million dollar piece of property in their <laughs> shanty. They should have done squatters' <laughs> rights. That we were paying for. Yeah, right. Me and you. They were shitting in our woods. If they had found you digging through the briefcase, you should have been like, well, this is my fucking briefcase, dude. I would have. I think I'd have taken them out. I probably this is my been, property. I mean, I'm actually glad that nobody stumbled across us going through their stuff. I'm sure they watched you. <laughs> but we had nothing to do back then. I mean, think about it. There was no cell phones. We didn't have, like, we had a black and white TV in our dorm room, and we were considered to be lucky to be watching yeah. movies in Quincy. Every day. I probably interacted like with more human beings at St. Ed's than ever because there was not, you know, you'd go down and hang out. And there's people watching TV, playing pool, ping pong, whatever. You right. actually met people and made friends and hung out. Do you think they have a ping pong table or a pool table there now? No, they just have computer terminals. <laughs> They're virtual. People sit on the couches and play virtual ping pong against each other on their phones. Yeah. Tooth pong. They wear headphones and they play against people in other halls. Country, other halls. 
they played against the people at St. Norbert's University, which in some weird way was like a sister school of St. Edward's. So it was uh, Oxford University in England. So I knew that, too. And so, you know what? We were also founded before or right after the guy who founded Notre Dame. Really? No kidding. Yes, Father Notre Dame. Father Notre Dame was his name. That's creative. <laughs> no, it was not. But, <laughs> but uh, what was his name? Oh, my God. Give me a second. Because there was a hall named after him at St. Edwards. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. This is something I always know. Because I love my St. Edwards and Notre Dame lore and, and their attachment. Because I always tell people around here that, yeah, the college I went to, it was a, a Holy Cross college. It was founded by the same guy that founded Notre Dame. They called it the Notre Dame of the South, which they actually did. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, and I went I there. Know why? It's not as esteemed or. <laughs> they don't say that enough because I don't recall <laughs> ever hearing that. I think they never need to fucking have a, a shirt made that says that if they want to make it. <laughs> they, they need some marketing people on board. <laughs> yes, they do. Jesus they Christ. Can, so they can charge even more because Notre Dame is like fucking $50,000 a semester. <laughs> I'm not even. And all you get from there is a hunchback. I wish I was joking. Well,. I mean, the first class you have to take there is Ringing Bells 101. <laughs> it's looking ugly, 102. Yes. yes. You have to, I, for hazing, I saw that they were making people wear humps. It was a big thing on the news here. What if I don't have a hump, but I identify as someone with a hump? You know what? I, I, funny you should say that, because I didn't ask you today. I don't understand this the, they, him, her, he, she thing. I think it's going way over my head. Right? I just don't care or pay attention to it, but I can, I'll try to help you understand it. Identifying is, I don't know, they? Why Why they? I guess I don't get it. I don't know. I don't I even try to get it. City. It's a lot easier if you just don't even try. That's what I found. Like, I don't give a fuck. But, I mean, I just am trying to figure out. I guess I don't get it. Because they is more than one person, right? Or I guess they can be just someone over there. It's whatever other people want it to be. I'll do whatever the... Listen to you. See, you know. I guess. I mean, if if somebody wants me to say he, she, then whatever the fuck. As long as they leave me alone, I'll say whatever the fuck I'm supposed to say. Can you look up St. Edward's Wikipedia so I know what the guy's name was who founded fucking St. Edward's because it's driving me crazy? His name wasn't Edward? No, it was Notre Dame. Edward Notre Dame. Father <laughs> Edward Notre Dame. Eddie. That's what they called him. It was Edward Soren. That's it. Soren Hall. Yes. Now look it up Soren. and make sure that we're right instead of just assuming that we're right. Eddie Soren. I'm thinking about having this whole story tattooed across my back so I can show people that I went to the Notre Dame of the South. Don't do that for free. Well, no, I mean, St. Edwards would have to pay me. Okay, good. That's, that's all I'm gonna, saying. Think of the money they're going to make when they're charging 60000 a semester. St. Edwards University is a private Catholic university in Austin, Texas. It was founded and is operated in the Holy Cross tradition. St. Edwards is founded. Okay, here we go. Here we go. St. Edwards was founded by the Reverend Edward Soren, right. CSC Super General of the Congregation of Holy Cross. Oh, Superior General. 
That's a badass <laughs> fucking title. I didn't know they had generals. I didn't know they had superior generals. That's for fucking sure. Okay. He also founded the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. Thank you. Father Soren established the institution on farmland south of Austin in 1877 and named it St. Edward's Academy in honor of himself. No, in honor of his patron saint, Edward, Edward the, Confessor the Confessor and King. Yeah. We know Edward the Confessor. The high school section later separated to become St. Edward's High School, but closed during the 1970s. And they allowed women in 1971. That's where things started going downhill. Oh. And then they let blacks in. Is 1971, right? Oh, here we go. By 1971, the university carried bachelor's and master's degrees in business. Okay, let me search women. It's on there. It should be on there. I know, but this article's like 3,000 words. Something important happened in 1971. Most of the personnel at the time were Holy Cross priests and brothers. Women arrived at St. Edward's in 1966 as students for Mary Hill College, a coordinate institution. By 1970, Mary Hill was absorbed there and St. Edward's became coach. Yeah. How so do I know? I mean, tell me I'm not a committed Notre Dame alum to know the lore of Notre um, Dame or of, of St. Edward's. You are, you have the, you've drank the Kool-Aid. That I did. <laughs> that I did. Think about having this tattooed on my forehead. You, know <laughs> you what? should. Maybe I'll just have some horns implanted like those people do. Go to a body modification specialist. Right? Get horns implanted. Two horns on the side of my head, and yeah. I'll just grow a super long white beard, and I'll turn myself into the fucking copper, and I'll hit fucking St. Edward's and get laid every fucking weekend. You should wear special boots that convert your feet into hooves. I'll go, St. Edward's. St. Oh. Edward's. They would... Thank you. God damn. <laughs> they would think you're pretty special. <laughs> they would think you're quite special, Zigzag. <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh, no, I'm probably the first ever person to, to oh. bomb St. Edwards. I'm surprised they don't do that at pep rallies. Uh, you know what? I'm going to call them up and say, Look, the guy that gave you this now wants to give you. St. Edwards. <laughs> That's how they should answer the phone there. Thank you for calling St. Edwards. That's totally how everybody should say the name. My heart of hearts, I hope that Topper, whoever the Topper guy is, is actually doing that when he talks. Please, God, let him be doing that. If there is a real Father Soren, let him be going like that. <laughs> right. I pray unto Father Soren. Edward the Confessor. I'm going to search YouTube, see if there's footage of Topper. Oh, my God. I hope so. Dude, you know that they, when I told you this before, but there was a lady there who played professional uh, basketball, who went on to play professional basketball, who used to play basketball against in the, the ACC there. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Oh, what was her name? Yeah, what she, was her name? She's actually pretty hot. I looked her up not that long ago. She still looks pretty good. Taj. Taj McWilliams is her name. Yeah, that's it. Super interesting story, dude, and I'm going to tell you why. She started out at a Big Ten school, and then she hurt her knee, right? And then she came to St. Edwards to, for, like, a rehab, and 
she was expected only to stay at Sanford like a year or two while she rehabbed and then go back to a Big Ten school. Well, they invited her back to like a Big Ten school and she said no. She wanted to stay at fucking Notre Dame because the people she met there she liked. Wow. Is and I mean, you know who else? I told you there's like a couple other famous people that came out of St. Edwards. Um We looked them up at one point. One guy's a famous fashion designer. Brandon Maxwell is his name. Brandon Maxwell? Yes. Zigzag. Rupert. <laughs> Thank you for calling St. Edwards. <laughs> that would be awesome. They should you know do what? that. They should have to do that for the phone-a-thon. I'm going to recommend that for the phone-a-thon this year. For the coming of this. Hey, it's Matt from St. Edwards. They should. <laughs> it's criminal if they're not doing that in some capacity. For really, real. they're, lo- they're missing their marketing mark for sure. There's no doubt about <sighs> it. This is almost worth you and me starting a marketing company only to help say St. Edwards? Yes. Should they should absolutely be answering the phone saying uh, Edwards? <laughs> they should at least be employing that at like games and events and stuff. And like you said, the mascot. If the mascot is not doing that, yeah, something. No, he should be expelled. He she probably yeah does not deserve to wear the topper fit. Right? Fuck no, he doesn't deserve to be there. Think like topper, be topper if you're in that thing. That's for sure. We're probably not the only people to think of that, do you think? I bet we're the only people that are serious about implementing it. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> I'm dead Other serious. people probably made it in jest. It was probably like Mary Hill University was talking yeah. about <laughs> all the dickheads from St. Edwards. Yeah, you're right. And but now we're going to take it and we're going to use it to the, the uh, advantage of the university. The key is to embrace it. I think at one point it was actually called St. Edwards College, too. Then they realized that university gets you like an extra ten grand a year. Yeah, college sounds like something you can get in right. the mail. It, sure, it absolutely does. I mean, hairdressers go to college, right? Yeah, sort of pawnbrokers. Right. Did you go to a, co- a class for pawnbroking? Well, that's what they called it in the booklet. Well, interesting. So, when, okay. You get in, you get in a fucking piece of jewelry, right? Okay. You, you, I know you. You're not an expert in all things jewel, right? So is there right. a formula that they use? I mean, is there like certain tells you look for on a person that comes in to know what you're going to offer them for this piece of jewelry that they brought in or TV or whatever it is? No, you looked at the the diamond, I guess. If it's a diamond, we had a loop. We had to look at it. They had to right. tell me how to like. Eyeball shit. I was all terrible, right, dude. Right. Forget, forget jewelry. I knew jewelry was going to be a bad. Thing. Okay, someone brings in uh, a, a old a stereo. Yeah. So do you just look at this person and go fifty bucks for your stereo, or do you like have to do a bunch of research on this fucking stereo? Well, I've been out of the game for a while, so we're going on early uh, mid nineties, right. no, no, late nineties stuff. About when you worked there, right? You're First of all, silver face, stereo equipment gone. No, don't want it. Too old. Get the fuck out of here. Right. It's, it's got to be black, you know, like modern. And then, yeah, I mean, we just had, you know, we based it off because we already had shit on the shelves. We'd be like, as long as we're making 20% profit or, you know, if we like somebody, we'll try to make 10% profit. We'll give them what we can, you know. But uh, for some things, it got really complicated for things like guns and guitars and things that are really 
you know, niche fucking bullshit that, right. And that at least by the time that I was a pawnbroker, you know, things like eBay existed. So we would go on eBay and see what things are selling for. And we'd be like, okay, well, it's selling for this on eBay. We can expect to uh, sell it in store for less, but sell it quicker and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you had to kind of be in a weird way, not an expert. That word is not right at all. But you had to know something about a lot of different things, or at least the value of a lot of different things. But, I mean, do you think most people that brought shit in knew the value of the shit that they had? Or you think they're just like, I guess I'll take it in, see how much they'll give me for it? Well, most people, yeah, because they they weren't trying to sell it. They just needed some money. They had every... Most people actually went there to fucking get loaned money. Right. They just wanted a loan. And a lot of times, I mean, they'd bring something in that you're like, I'll give you 200 bucks for it. And they're like, no, I, I just need 75, you know. because right. you guys are trying to play that we don't want you to come back for it game. Well, they just, they didn't want to lose their shit. You know, they just no, needed I know, a few but bucks. You guys are like, well, I'm only looking for 75. And you're like, we'll give you 200 if they, are you, they always just like, you look at the piece and you automatically give them, tell them the at most you could give it to them for, give them for it. Right. I mean, the thing about a pawn shop, people think that pawn shops want to end up with stuff. Pawn shops do not want to end up with stuff. Right. I mean, I understand. Have, right. Selling is the last resort. But you know what? Right. I, I doubt it's still that way because of online marketplace shit. Right? Think about it. A guy fucking pays 150 bucks for a, a Telecaster in Podunk Town, you know, wherever, where this Guys, there isn't a bunch of pawn shops, right, or a bunch of people that will buy Telecasters. Yeah. So he ends up selling it to them, and they just get online and sell it for, like, 800 bucks. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, things would be totally different today, for sure. Because even whenever I was doing it, we had the Internet, but it wasn't, like, high speed. It wasn't like a lot of fucking people were on the Internet. You need to figure out how to do an online pawn shop. I'm sure it exists. I'm going to search it right now. <laughs> Please do. I want to see if that, how that would work. You just trust people to, like, send you their shit? There's no way. You hold on to your thing while we loan you money against it, and in two weeks we want to collect from you. I mean, there might be something that does it with your car title or some shit like that, but I guess you could probably just get fucking hooked right into someone's bank account. Uh, yeah, you probably could. Account. It's a payday well, loan. Well, like if you if you sell if or sell or trade in an old iPhone or something, you know you go to Gazelle and you sell right. a phone on Gazelle. They're like, yeah, we'll take it. They ain't gonna pay you till they get the phone, so you can do the same thing as a pawn shop. You know, and be like, somebody could be like, I want to pawn this, and be like, okay, ship it to us. We pay the but, shipping, or they pay the shipping. We'll pay the shipping. It'll have to be factored into the cost. Right. Of course. Yeah, I like that. I like the way that right. sounds. But, uh, yeah, they ship have it. Uber drivers just go around and pick the shit up and take it to Kohl's and ship it to us? We just get in with Kohl's like Amazon is? Why not? Uber does food. Why not have Uber team up with, like, pawn shops? They'll go pick up your item. They'll loan it. Bring you the cash. They get their cut. Everybody gets their cut. God damn, dude. I wonder if there's a market for buying loans from pawn shops. Like, penny, like a collections thing, right? And then they just give you the collateral, and you fucking deal with it. And then at the end of the day, we just have a giant warehouse full of shit that we sell online. I bet you could easily 
That's a good idea. I bet you could go because a pawn shop, like I said, they don't want to have to fuck with selling right. anything. That's what I mean. You go to a pawn shop, you say, "What are all the overdue tickets?" And you'll be like, "I'll pay you ten percent over whatever is fucking owned or owed." Right. And then give me all the shit, and I bet you could fucking do that. Don't I even bet you pay ten percent. Yeah, I just pulled that out of my ass. Two percent. You know yeah, what I mean? Even if they it's break even, overdue tickets for them. I mean, they, shit they don't have to sell. They won't even do this. But if, even if you just break even, I'm just pay a small percentage over to take it off their fucking hands. That's what I mean. We're, yeah. I mean. we're getting rid of your inventory in one fell swoop. Yeah, and then we put it all up on eBay or. Did we God. just do it again? We did, but why the fuck did we do it out loud on air? So someone does it because it's a shame if it never gets done. I can't believe it hasn't been done yet. That is fucking brilliant. I mean, look at it. Go to Pawn Shop Liquidators. See what it says online. Pawn Shop Liquidators? I mean, that's what I think of when I think of something like that. We're just helping pawn shops liquidate their overdue uh, tickets, right? First, we need a clever name. That's how we're going to know someone really steals it because they're going to go all the way and steal our name even. Yes. I'm seeing nothing like that. Globocorp. Globocorp just does it. We just come in. What do you think? We pro- How much? You worked at a pawn shop. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were privy to this information or not, but I'm guessing that you were pretty high up in the food chain there. What is the average on an overdue ticket oh god i don't fucking remember now how many do you have any idea how many open tickets you would have at one time like not open tickets like what did you call them what's a ticket that's past its prime date uh well it can only be past its prime date for like 30 days but after that time i mean it's been paid up until that time so it's not like it's accruing some kind of loss of value what is the day that you can start selling the shit i think it was like 30 31 days after the the cutoff day. and they can renew it. You get right. a pawn ticket. It's good for three months. You come in after three months, you get your shit back, or you're like, I'm going to buy another month, whatever. But we had we had a grace period of like 30 days, right? Dude, we are fucking. We need to get about a half a million dollars together and just go do this. Just start fucking buying out. Just go in, take a quick inventory, and be like, you know what? We want to help you out. We want to put some cash in your pocket today. We don't want you to have to put all this shit on your fucking shelves and wait months and months to get paid for it. We want to get you your money back today, plus 5% that you might have made on the sale. But they might not even make money on the sale, right? It's not like everything right. you guys buy, you sell at a fucking uh, profit. There were a lot of sales that were just break-even. Or well, at least – break-even or – I mean, the, 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 the guys doing the sale got to make their commission, so that's always factored in. Right. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of times – Especially if something's been sitting on the shelf for a long fuck, fucking right, time, and finally somebody comes in, you're like, get us the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> right. And that's the – dude, I'm telling you, there's a fucking real business model. There, I think there really is something to that. I'm not even kidding around. There really is something to Those that. Your age tickets and your age inventory right now for fucking ten grand. We got a fucking truck out front. We're going to go take it off. Dude, it could be – it's like a mix between Pawn Stars and, and – and uh, the, the, show with Mike, with the locker or whatever that is. Yeah, the locker show. But also, we could do that collectibles guy. What is that show where they drive around, Frank and Mike? Uh, American Pickers. Yes, it's like a combination of all three shows. 
it could not only be its own successful business, but it could be a successful fucking TV show on it could be. True TV or something. We've done it. We've done it again. Really, that business idea is really fucking good. I think pawn shops would jump the fuck on it quick. We, you know what? I should go in a pawn shop one day and just ask the guy if he's interested. Is the owner here? Yeah, just ask curiously. Like, you, you know, know what? what? I want to come in. I want to buy all your – what do you call those tickets that are one day old, like ready to be sold? Just like expired tickets. Well, I mean, you had a name for them a minute ago that was very impressive, and it sounded like you were in the business. Well, I have in the business, but they were just called expired, overdue. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I did not work in the business. I only created a way to fucking revamp the whole business. <laughs> They're just expired. I mean, that's it. All right. You know, I buy all your expired tickets with their products, right? That's what I want to do. I want to get the guitars and all that shit. Right. I mean, you don't have to buy the tickets. At that point, they own the products. You just want to buy the products. And I'm telling you, the product, if you go to these small towns, I guarantee that, that probably the owners don't even know what they have. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you could get guns and guitars and who the fuck knows? Guns, guitars. Dude, now we've turned it into an Antiques Roadshow, too. Why do we we keep doing – it's frustrating. We keep doing this kind of shit, but then never doing it. I know. And I'm telling you that – I'm talking to that guy. You know what? That fucking idea is – I'm not shitting you. I even told my wife. Like, it's time. Right? That – I'm not getting any younger. You're not getting any younger. No. We need to do and capitalize. I will never, I won't be able to live with myself if we don't want, try to launch one fucking hypersloth idea for real. <laughs> fucking A. I don't yes. know if I could fucking feel like my life was ever complete if I don't do that. At this point, I don't even care if it succeeds. I would just Me like either. to see it. Me neither. But I don't know why that it wouldn't. And I feel like we get the fever, dude. We could be on Shark Tank. I see those people. They have terrible ideas. And uh, shark involvement. I want you to Google successful Shark Tank businesses and see how many come up. Most of them, I would guess, are food related. Yeah. That those guys that did that die cut greeting card, I could see that being a big business. That's got to be one of their success stories. Well, there's not like a a single list of successful ones there's like the 23 best shark tank products that's, and that's fine i mean I'm, I'm happy to go with any that are still in business and then i want you to look up shark tank ideas that went under i think a lot of the ones that went under were, could have been good ideas just run by dumbasses. you think even after they get the shark involved though yes dude i've watched shark tank so many times a lot of the times the people they have a good idea, oh, I but know they that. don't need to fucking be there. Right. Well, I mean, they do. They're just lazy. Struggling. Kodiak Cakes. Have you ever heard of it? Never. Okay. Yo, let's go down until we find one that we've heard of. All right. Kodiak Cakes, no. The Bokes? No. Never heard of it. Farm to Table Flower Company. Oh, the books, like boutiques, or the bouquets. Tipsy tipsy elves. No, what's that? It's an ugly Christmas sweater party craze. They make ugly... I've seen that one. Yeah, but these are gimmicks. I've never seen it for sale. Well, it's made $125 million. 
Okay. I'm impressed with that. Okay. Let's see. Who's uh, partner on that? Who would, who'd they partner up with? Oh, shit. It doesn't say. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the names of them okay. and what they've earned. Because what's going to blow our mind, I think, is we will not recognize any of these fucking things. I didn't think we would. And yet they'll be fucking super rich. All right. Kodiak Cakes, $100 million. What do they do? Started back in 1982. No, you didn't read that wrong. Okay. Hot cake batter and turned it into a – they make pancakes. Pancake batter. Are you shitting me? No. Okay. Keep going. Okay, the books, that's the bouquet, 100-plus million, farm-to-table flowers. Tipsy L's, ugly sweaters, 125 million. Simply Fit Board. Oh, that's glory for sure. I saw that at Target. Did you really? Yeah, I bet that made 300 million. 160 million. As of this blog post. Oh, I got you. Suniva Super Coffee. No. Coffee subscription? Coffee came to be after the brothers' hard work resulted in a sports drink made from Colombian coffee. Oh, yeah, Two, I've never seen that one. 200 plus million. Really? Squatty Potty. Oh, yeah. I know that. 208 million. All right. The Comfy. That one I just saw, and I'm like, what is this? It's a stupid-ass blanket, right? Made out of recycled bottles? 250 million. Is that what it is? A recycled, like a blanket made out of recycled bottles? Oversized hooded sweater. <laughs> the idea for the fleece lined micro. It's just an oversized hooded sweater. Doesn't say anything about bottles. Really? Okay, so yeah. there's another one coming then. Bombus. Oh, the, the stock people. What is it? stocks are 80 bucks. $225 million. Yeah. They give away a pair of socks to homeless people every time you buy a pair. So far, I've seen nothing that's like revolutionary or no, interesting. No, that's the maybe right. Coffee. Keep going. Keep going. Socks. No technology. Plated. You've heard of plated. What's that? You know, they ship your ready-made meals or oh. meals that you <laughs> you open the mailbox and you get some We're shit shocking. you got to cook yourself. You say that we we deliver meals to shut-ins, pre-made meals to shut-ins. <laughs> yeah, two hundred million. Scrub Daddy. Oh, yeah. Scrub Daddy. Love Scrub Daddy. $330 million. Fuck, yes. I got a Scrub Daddy upstairs right now, dude, because the guy, I like the guy. What does that do? It's a, it's a thing that you fucking wash your dishes with. $330 million? It's enough to get the fucking hard food off, but it won't scratch anything. And it's in the shape of a smiley face. Isn't that what they call... There's like a a scour sponge that has yeah, a blue soap in the just, middle. And these are just as cheap. It's fucking like 99 cents. It might be even cheaper than a fucking scour sponge. Look up Scrub Daddy. Again, a Scrub Daddy. It's in your fucking supermarket, I guarantee it. Well, yeah, but my point is, is it's, it sounds completely unoriginal. So why would... Because it's in the shape of a smiley face. See, that's what pisses me the fuck right, off. Right, and it should. Like, I want to make a flat hot dog. I'll call it a hamburger. You just call it a flat dog. Everlywell. Everlywell digital health company that makes home health testing kits. That's a good idea. That 300 million. Really? That is that is a good idea. Yeah. I At like least that it's, one a lot. it's not a fucking sponge with a smiley face on it. No, and that way, what I like about that one is you can sell their genome sequences at any time you want. 
Doorbot. No, which that? I, feel turn- like I, I feel like I admitted that already. Well, apparently that's what became the company Ring. Oh, really? So, so now buy Ring. Eight hundred thirty-nine million dollars. They passed on Ring, though. Well, I remember watching that episode. See what it says. They passed on Ring. These might just be businesses that were on Shark Tank. Yeah, maybe that that's the number one one. Yeah, they passed on Ring. I know that for a fact because I remember watching Mr. Wonderful say, you know, ADT is already in this space. Even Mark Cuban said, the technology is already there. You're going to be competing with big companies that are just going to come in and shut you down. This guy's like, no, I'm not hearing it. He was right. I mean, ADT was not in that space at all. No, right. I mean, but he had a better idea. Yeah. Where to put the fucking... Door, the camera right on your fucking porch. Well, the, the whole idea of like uh, home security that you fucking deal with, you set up, it's all online. You don't have to have some right. fucking idiot with a fucking uh, butt crack showing out of his pants installing shit in your house, some stranger. Right. And you know what's funny about that? I, I don't want to say I invented the Ring video doorbell, but what I did do is like, 15 years ago when wireless cameras first came out and you could watch, like, stuff when you were away on your TV, I put a wireless camera when we went on vacation on our front porch on a table, right? So we could see what was happening in our driveway. Really? We were gone, yeah. And I had it on motion detection, so when the motion would happen, it would fucking ding me in, well, this was in North Carolina. See? You're ahead of your time. I mean, I hate, I'm not, I mean, it's, but it's ideas like that, Rufus, to make money, right? I didn't wasn't the only person with that idea. He just fucking did it. Dude, I'm telling you, the, the pawn shop liquidator thing is a fucking good idea. Yeah, we just have it on. And then we, you know what you do? Oh my God, Rufus, no! You fucking franchise it, right? So you have a guy that buys a territory. He rents a warehouse. You loan him money to go out and fucking buy the inventory. No, no, you don't loan him it. He goes to the bank and gets the money to buy the inventory himself. We just operate the online store and take a percentage of all sales. There you go. But we sell the franchise rights to a guy. So you got like a hundred mile, a hundred mile radius, you know, yeah. or so many stores that you're allowed to fucking buy inventory from. And then you have a, a central warehouse in your area where you take all the fucking items and you take pictures of them and we sell them and make money on them. Well, the pawn shop probably already has pictures of them because all the pawn shops have oh their own God, online bullshit. Oh, my God, we take the pictures now. No. We just take them from their website. Right. And, of course, the pawn shops will have their own accounts through our network. Right. So it's, it's all synced. We don't do – we just collect money from the fucking pawn shops when they sell the item that they already have listed on their own website. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's all automated. We just direct people to the pawn shop's website. Set it and forget it. We've got three business plans here. We're going to revolutionize the pawn shop industry. We we brought it in. Finally, finally, the uh, pawn shop industry is into the fucking 21st century. We brought it there just now. It is run by complete. It's run by the type of people that go to pawn shops. Right. I mean, who else knows what a lucrative pawn shop business, how lucrative the pawn shop business is? 
unless you've been to one to pawn something. I mean, if I, you've seen... I have the, pawned things. I pawned two great guitars. Oh, sure. Me too. Yeah, I've lost guitars. Parts, right, that I never even went back and got. A four-track. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fortunately for me, I've parlayed that into a million-dollar marijuana empire, but a lot of people haven't been that fortunate. Well, I mean, you watch, the most successful pawn shop in the world has got to be the one that's on Pawn Stars. Right. Right? But even you watch that show, and even those guys, they're not that fucking bright. No, they're not. They're not, not but they've been in a long at all. time. Right, but if th- that's why, that's what I'm saying, that's why none of these pawn shop people have thought of an idea like this, is because they're not... But some of them, like the pawn shop you worked at, that was owned by a corporation, right? EZPW, I think, was there. EZPW. It was uh, Easy Pawn. Yeah, but it was. I'm thinking their stock tipker. They were on the stock market. Yeah, they were. But, they dude... Much Easy Pawn talk is worth right now. I think one time when I looked at it, it was 13 bucks. I wonder if online sales have fucked up. Well, I don't I don't see how people need that cash right now. When I was in my 20s, I was in like a meeting with the fucking owner of the company and the CEO and all this bullshit. They're not bright people. <laughs> right. I'm sure they're not. I mean, they're really not. Point, there was a consolidation in the pawn industry, right? Uh, Easy Corp. Uh, Easy Corp, yes. Seven dollars and eighty nine cents. Now, now do the five year history on Easy Corp. It was at its peak fourteen dollars and eighty cents. And when was that? Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Right before COVID hit. Yeah. Go back to like two thousand nine. Can you go back to two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Let's see what happened during the the last recession. Maybe we should be buying Easy Pond stock right now. Let me see. 2000. They peaked. Uh, well, they peaked in 2018. In 2009, they were around between like 12 and $15. Was there a peak, though? What was it in 2008? The biggest peak was in 2000. Ooh, here we go. All right, I'm going back looking historically. 2011. $30. Really? Yeah. So after the fucking, when all that crisis happened. Right. People, people getting rid of their shit. I they think we're loans, ready right. for another thing like that. I think this, we, we're probably about six months too early to get into the pawn shop liquidation game. I feel like when people, now people have overpaid for houses and stuff like that, right? And, and interest rates are creeping up. I think you're going to see a lot more people taking stuff to pawn shops because oh, we sure. are hitting a recession. And it's going to be higher quality stuff that's in that's in the pawn shops now. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Look at me, I'm, we're like fucking we're gen- we're business geniuses here. Looks like it hit a low point. Wow. Okay. Right when COVID started. Uh, oh no, this is the the one day deal. Yeah, it dropped at like noon today for some reason, but then picked right back up. Today. It's Saturday. Uh, October seventh. Okay. Well, the, the whatever the. How low did yesterday? It get? Was there a wild swing? No. Well, I mean, seven dollars and ninety-one cents down to seven dollars and seventy-seven cents. How much volume are we talking? Are people starting to accumulate? What's it, what has it done in the last month? Let me ask you that. For year to date. Year to date. Remember when you bought those stocks in the fucking casket company? What is that worth now? 
Did I? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, you did at one point, I remember. We were what? keeping medical devices in caskets. For what? Why did I do that? It was right at the beginning of COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I talked about it. I don't have any stocks in caskets. Well, I wonder what the casket companies have done since the beginning of COVID. That's a million extra deaths in America alone. And so just out of curiosity, has the price of the Easy Pond stock gone up over the last, like, six months or not? Yeah, yeah. Right? But so it's, they're starting to see that interest rates are going up. People can't go get conventional loans at banks, and things are starting to tighten up. I think it's time to go long the fucking pawn shop business. It's been going up since April. Right, right when and they it, started talking, right when interest rates went up, and right when they started talking about... But it started going down in August, so and maybe... And that's a natural sell-off, though, probably. And now is it went back up? I got no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's going a little bit back up. All right, I think we go long easy pawn right now. Now look into the casket company. I don't even know I what the casket we company that, was. was 30, I think it was $23. What was the casket company? I don't know, look it up. There's a famous casket company. Just Google publicly traded casket company. There's probably only one or two. They got that market dead to right. They're burying that market. Hillenbrand. What's that stock at now? $38.15. A little doubler in the last couple of years. What was it in 2018? Hang on. Let me look it up in Google Finance. This opened something I'm not familiar with, and it's got way too much fucking bullshit going on. All right. Hillenbrand. In six months? Uh, no, since 2018, like at the beginning of COVID, 2019, I guess. Okay, it started to spike. Wow, interesting. Man. It started to – it went way up in huh? 2017. Right. And then dropped way the fuck down. It dropped way down in 2020. Oh, probably because people, more people were staying home and being safe. I guess, or getting cremated, or just or dumped, dumped Chinese, in mass graves. We should see if Chinese got heavy on Hill and Brand right before they sent COVID over here to start killing people off. That's it. Sure. It was all the stock scam. The pump and dump is what it was. Hey, do you want to try to play a couple games of Jeopardy tonight, or are we going to sit that out because it was such a clusterfuck last time? We can see how it goes. Yeah, but, uh, it's frustrating again. We'll just pull the plug on it. I'm not pleased with the direction they've taken with their execution of the game. No, me neither. Me neither. But at the same time, I don't want to abandon it as part of the ritual. Right, because it's kind of a fun part of the show. I look forward to it, more so than the actual show. I mean. Still warming up. I know. Don't straight out of the gate today. Alexa. Nope, she's still spinning. Probably my fault for changing the fucking batteries. No, the uh, the Wi-Fi setting on my computer. Okay, here she goes. Alexa, play Jeopardy. Okay, here's Jeopardy. Play Jeopardy. 
Hey, there's a new Jeopardy event happening oh, right no. now, but it's only available for premium subscribers. This weekend features 60 clues about words and language with an event called Now We're Talking. Do you want to learn how to upgrade your subscription? No. You can play Teen Jeopardy or catch up on the clues from this week. Teen Jeopardy. Are you ready to play Teen Jeopardy? Sounds like they went back. Yes. Are you ready to play Teen Jeopardy? Yes. Here is what's in store this week on Teen Jeopardy. Our first category is women on U.S. stamps. This first first lady was featured on a 1902 stamp. Who is Martha Washington? You're right. The second category is science. Six elements once known as inert gases are now known by this aristocratic name. What is noble? Yes. Category is video game timeline. In 1980, this pie-shaped character chomped its way into arcades. Who is Pac-Man? Excellent. The category is I got three A's. The response is a word with three A's. This fortified Italian wine is used to make a dish with chicken and mushrooms. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question. Starting with phrases like who is or what. I know it. I know it. The next category is I got three A's. The response is a word with three A's. This fortified Italian wine is used to make a dish with chicken and mushrooms. What is Marsala? Yes, that's it. Jeopardy category is history. In 1989, the Exxon Valdez tanker spilled 260,000 barrels of crude off the state. Oops. What is Alaska? Excellent. The next category is mm, chocolate. You can custom order these candies with your own slogan printed on one side and the famous M on the other. What are M&Ms? Good job. The category is I wrote that. Name the author of the books listed, Misery, Desperation, and The Green Mile. It was Stephen King. Remember, please respond in the form of a question starting with phrases like who is or what is. Today's seventh Jeopardy category is I wrote that. Name the author of the books listed, Misery, Desperation, and The Green Mile. Who is Stephen King? You're right. Your eighth Jeopardy category is alphabetically first. A Snow White Seven Dwarf is alphabetically first. Please question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Your next Jeopardy category is alphabetically first. Uh, A Snow White Seven Dwarf is alphabetically first. Who is bashful? Good job. Oh. The ninth Jeopardy category is a round of golf. A 1964 incident in this golf escalated U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War. What is the Gulf of Tonkin? Yes. That's it. It's a golf. The category is also a chess piece. The response is also the name of a chess piece. 1984 Nobel Peace Prize winner Desmond Tutu was this in Johannesburg. What is a bishop? Yes, that's correct. The 11th Jeopardy category is Adam Sandler Stone. Adam trained with ex-NFL QB Sean Salisbury 
to prepare for this 2005 comedy? What is the water boy? No, the correct response was what is the longest yard? Damn. I didn't know they remade that. It's time for Final Jeopardy. The Final Jeopardy category is a number in the teens. You can wager up to your current score of 2,800. How much would you it. like to wager? 2,800. You wager $2,800. Is that right? Market? Yes. Traditional number of attendees at the Last Supper. What is 13? Correct. Boom! Brilliant. You got 11 of the 12 clues correct. You had $5,600 this time. Was that team? That's your best score yet. Great job. You scored in the top 10% of players today. You haven't played the clues from yesterday yet. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes, that was team. Yes. Damn. The first Jeopardy category is Plaza. JFK.org is the website of the Sixth Floor Museum at Dealey Plaza in this city. What is Dallas? Yes, that's correct. The second Jeopardy category is Anagram Bible People. We arrange the letters in, all hide, to get the name of this expert in hair removal. Who is Delilah? Excellent. Wow. The Good category job. is Black Business. This host of the interview show, Entertainer, and CEO of Entertainment Studios, bought the Weather Channel for $300 million in 2018. Who is Byron Allen? Correct. God damn. Category is I just saw a thing on him. Ooh. Oh, no, she locked up. After talking to Vogue about the possibility of retiring from tennis, she lost to Ila Tomljanovic in the third round of the 2022 U.S. Open. Who was Serena Williams? Correct. Your category is lions, tigers, and bears. A proverb says this month comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. It is May. Sorry. The correct response was what is March. Oh, Our sixth category is online. The response starts with the letter O. Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart couldn't define this word for something abhorrent to morality, but said I know it when I see it. Question? Remember, please respond in the form of a question starting with phrases like who is or what is. Your sixth category is oh my. The response starts with the letter O. Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart couldn't define this word for something abhorrent to morality, but said I know it when I see it. I didn't quite hear you. The clue is Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart couldn't define this word for something abhorrent to morality, but said I know it when I see it. What is ostracism? Incorrect. The correct response was what is obscenity? Oh, obscenity. Our next category is the ancient world. This young king ascended to the Egyptian throne around 1,333 BC, but didn't live to see his 20th birthday. Who is Tut? Yes, that's correct. The eighth Jeopardy category is two-letter spelling B. Spell out the correct response. It's how you spell one of English's indefinite articles. 
One more, repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form the of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. The eighth category is two-letter spelling bees. Oh, two-letter. Spell out the correct response. It's how you spell one of English's indefinite articles. What is we? W-E? Nope. The correct response is what is A-N. Our next yeah. category is recent literary biography. The life of this author, after the publication of one of his most well-known poems, is discussed in the book titled, Him After the Wasteland. Who is Walden? No. The correct response was who is T.S. Eliot. Hmm. Our 10th Jeopardy category is ecology. Only one member benefits in this kind of symbiotic relationship, like the kind license these have with their hosts. What is parasitic? Yes, that's it. Our next category is European eat. The pierogi, a fried pastry filled with meat or cheese, gets its name from a word meaning dumpling in this language. What is Italian? What is Polish? Shit. Yes, that's it. It's Polish. Really? I thought it was Italian. where I live. It's time for Final Jeopardy. Your Final Jeopardy category is Gifts and Girls and Guys. You can wager up to your current score of 2,000. How much would you like to wager? 2,000. You wager $2,000. Is that right? No. You can wager up to your current score of 2,000. How much would you like to wager? 1,993. Again, you wagered $1,993. Is that right? Yes. Before he anchored ABC World News tonight, Charles Gibson spent almost 20 years greeting viewers as co-host of this AM show. What is Good Morning America? Good job. Let's see how you did today. Well done. You got 8 of 12. You have 3,993 We should be adding our money up. Great job. You ranked in the 79th percentile of players today. We still have clues from Thursday to play. Would you like to catch up on it, those? It is doing it backwards. Your first I Jeopardy category it. is word puzzles. A brain sitting directly under the word Georgia would refer to this official state song. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. The first category is word puzzles. A brain sitting directly under the word Georgia would refer to this official state song. I didn't quite hear you. The clues a brain sitting directly under the word Georgia would refer to this official state song. What is Hello Dolly? No. The correct response was what is Georgia on my mind? Our next Jeopardy category is books and authors. In this novel, Ray Bradbury wrote that a book is a loaded gun in the house next door. Bernard, take the shot from the weapon. What is Fahrenheit 451? Yes, that's correct. Our category is musical alter egos. This country singer hosted SNL in 1999 under his usual name. Musical performances were done as his rock and roll alter ego, Chris Gaines. Who is Garth Brooks? You're right. Your fourth Jeopardy category is U.S. diplomacy. The hostage crisis that began in this country in 1979 
has been called one of the most traumatic diplomatic events in U.S. history. What is Iran? Correct. Our next category is all hands. Legend holds that this gunfighter held the dead man's hand of aces and eights when he was shot at the number 10 saloon. Who is Billy the Kid? Excellent. The next Jeopardy category is pretty crafty. Make bright keychains or colorful pixel art with the perler brand of these little objects used in crafting. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Our next Jeopardy category is pretty crafty. Make bright keychains or colorful pixel art with the perler brand of these little objects used in crafting. What are beads? Excellent. Our next category is UK geography. Derry, the second largest city in Northern Ireland, has this other UK city at the beginning of its official name. What is London? Yes, that's Damn! The eighth Jeopardy category is women in the arts. The child's bath is one of the paintings by this American Impressionist in Paris that show women taking care of young children. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. The category is women in the arts. Oh, it's a woman. The child's bath is one of the paintings by this American Impressionist in Paris that show women taking care of young children. Who is American Impressionist? Who is Monet? That's not it. The correct response was who is Mary Cassatt. Your ninth category is physics. This property of matter causes an object at rest to stay at rest unless acted on by an external force. What is inertia? Good job. PBS is paying off. The organizer with a matronly nickname led a 1903 march of underage workers from Philadelphia to Teddy Roosevelt's New York home. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Our 10th Jeopardy category is Union People. This union organizer with a matronly nickname led a 1903 march of underage workers from Philadelphia to Teddy Roosevelt's New York home. Who is Mother Jones? Excellent. The 11th Jeopardy category is historical TV roles. Jeremy Irons played Pope Alexander VI, and Holiday Granger played Lucrezia on this series titled for a Renaissance-era family of Italy. Who are the Medicis? Sorry. The correct response was, what is the Borgia? I have no idea what that's about. It's time for Final Jeopardy. Your Final Jeopardy category is Insignificant Idioms. You can wager up to your current score of 2,200. How much would you like to wager? 2,000. You wager $2,000. Is that right? Yes. The name of this cartoon character has been used since the 1930s as an adjective for anything oversimplified or trivial. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. The name of this cartoon character has been used since the 1930s 
as an adjective for anything oversimplified or trivial. What is, who is Goofy? Sorry. What were you saying? Mickey, Mickey Mouse? Who is Mickey Mouse? Oh, you're right. You win. Nice job. You got eight right out of 12. You I'm going to give us nine. Yeah. Your score for today puts you in the middle of our ranking. Impressive. You're doing better than 81% of Jeopardy players this week. Well, you know, you are. haven't played Wednesday's clues. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes. Pause it. I'm going to take a leak. This category oh. is helpful to Alexa, pause Jeopardy. Remember, if we don't go back, I'm punching question, you. Starting with phrases like... What are you talking about if we don't go back? Last time it wouldn't restore, remember? Alexa, Alexa, pause. You need to respond in the form of a question. Alexa, pause Jeopardy. Sorry, we couldn't get that. You can also try repeat, skip, or quit. Your first category is helpful historic figures. Andre Louis Debian. Alexa, play Grateful Dead. Okay, this doesn't seem to be working. Let's try some other time. Thanks for playing. See you next time. Alexa, play the Grateful Dead. Shuffling songs by Grateful Dead on Amazon Music. Show. What is the rock? 
Sorry. The correct response was what is growth. The fifth Jeopardy category Very is the verb and the noun. The strike was the fifth, and the drink made from mixing multiple beverages. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Today's fifth Jeopardy category is it's a verb and a noun. The strike was the fifth, and the drink made from mixing multiple beverages. Punch. Yes, that's nice. correct. Your category is you're on a roll. The come out roll was the first move in the casino game. Did you bet on the pass line? What is craps? Yes, that's it. Ooh. Our next Jeopardy Ooh. category is we recognize the senator, an Army National Guard veteran. She has represented Iowa in the Senate since 2015. Who is Liz I Cheney? I didn't quite hear you. The crew is an Army National Guard veteran. She has represented Iowa in the Senate since 2015. Who is Liz Cheney? No, that's incorrect. <sighs> the correct response was who is Joni Ernst. Mm. Your category is science and nature. Leukocytes are white blood cells. These sites are red blood cells. What are mitocytes? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what are erythrocytes? Ah, Our category that. is short stories and novellas. Appropriately, this O. Henry short story was first published in the Christmas 1905 edition of the New York World. What is Scrooge? A Christmas Carol. That's not it. The correct response was what is the gift of the Magi? That's what I was going to say. Then take it. Then take it. This okay, we take it. It often follows Sprite and jazz, means celebration in German. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Today's tenth category is words from German. This word that often follows Sprite and jazz means celebration in German. I didn't quite hear you. The clue is this word that often follows Sprite and jazz means celebration in German. What is fest? Good job. Ooh. Our next Jeopardy category is Company Town. The cities of Lake Buena Vista and Bay Lake were created for this company's Florida amusement park project. What is Disney World? Excellent. Don't forget. It's time for Final Jeopardy. Your Final Jeopardy category is you're in a roll. You can wager up to your current score of 1,600. How much would you like to wager? 1,420. You wagered $1,420. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yes. She earned an Oscar for her portrayal of Elizabeth II. In the Queen. Repeat the question. Sorry. Fuck. The correct response was to a telling me. That, I knew that. that. I was going to say that too. Okay, good. You scored half the clues today. What? You had $180. We did better than that, time. didn't we? Your score yeah, was at least one. In the middle oh, of our ranking. Seven. Impressive. 
You're doing better than 82% of Jeopardy players this week. You can still play the clues from Tuesday. Would you like to catch up on those clues? People are dumb. Our first Jeopardy category is the 50 states. These Green Mountains was adopted as the state's official song in 2000. What is Tennessee? That's not it. Kentucky? The correct response is what is Vermont? What? Today's second category is the key in literature. The response starts with the letter C. Ian Fleming took a gamble and introduced the world to James Bond in his novel. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. The second Jeopardy category is the C in literature. The response starts with the letter C. Ian Fleming took a gamble and introduced the world to James Bond in his novel. That's not it. The correct response was what is Casino Royale? Oh, no. The first category is ships and boats. In 1851, this patriotic schooner won the 100 Guinea Cup, a sailing award that would soon be renamed in honor of the victor. What is Winston? No. The correct response was what is America? Ah! Our next I thought they were looking, I knew that. Friends. I thought they were looking for a person. Cool off on a hot day with the hydrofrenzy or torrent model of this Nerf water blaster. Is a squirt gun? Sorry. The correct response was what is super soaker. The category is That's their first U.S. Gun. number one hit. 1985's Heaven was his first U.S. number one hit. Repeat the question. What? Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Our category is their first U.S. number one hit. 1985's Heaven was his first U.S. number one hit. Who is George Michael? No. The correct response was who is Brian Adams. Our next Jeopardy category is It's a Mystery. I thought that was a, a hard question is a real bit. A word that sounds like someone trying to be something they're not, like in the title of an MTV punk doc. What is poser? Excellent. Today's seventh category is Central American history. A 16th century silver strike in this country significantly increased the populations of Tegucigalpa and Camayagua. What is Zimbabwe? No. That's incorrect. The correct response was what is Honduras? Today's eighth category is Theum at the Museum. Sunrise by Monet and Irises by Van Gogh are on view at this Los Angeles Museum. What is the Museum of Modern Art? No, that's that's incorrect. Oh, my. The correct response was what is the Getty Center? Today's ninth category is weight just a mineral. Pencil marks aren't actually made by lead, but by this mineral once called black lead by some early Europeans. This is graphite. Excellent. The Finally. category is all that glitters. This host's final episode of Full Frontal discussed how glitter contributes to the global microplastic problem. Who is Samantha B? Good job. Today's wow. Jeopardy category is films by characters. Regina George, Gretchen Wiener, and Karen Smith are characters in this movie. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Our next 
Jeopardy category, films by characters. Regina George, Gretchen Wiener, and Karen Smith are characters in this movie. What is the bridesmaid tale? That's not it. The correct response was what is Mean Girls? Oh. Wow. You're not going to have a lot. No. It's at all. No. Time for Final Jeopardy. The Final Jeopardy category is the eyes have it. The response ends with the letters I-V-E. You can wager up to your Super current high. score of 1,000. How much would you like to wager? 1,000. You wagered $1,000. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. To be a customer of a business or to treat someone in a condescending way. Patronize. Correct. Let's see how you did today. You got four out of 12. We got five. We got five. Today. You ended the game with $2,000. Oof. Okay. It puts you in the middle of our ranking. Impressive. You're doing better than 87% of Jeopardy players this week. You haven't played Monday's clues yet. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes. Your first Jeopardy so category is So are the first ones worth 200, the second one's worth 300? The box are 64 Crayola crayons, including a shape called Robin's Egg. This color. What is blue? You're right. Your next Jeopardy category is 20th century pop music. When MTV launched on August 1st, 1981, his Jesse's Girl was number one in the U.S. Great Wizards Rick Springfield. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Our next Jeopardy category is 20th century pop music. When MTV launched on August 1st, 1981, his Jesse's Girl was number one in the U.S. Who is Rick Springfield? Yes. Yeah, Damn. Right. The category is plane talk. This word for a simple dwelling also refers to the section of an airplane where passengers sit. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. The third category is plane talk. This word for a simple dwelling also refers to the section of an airplane where passengers sit. What is a cabin? You're right. Nice. The category is medical specialties. Pulmonologists specialize in the treatment and care of these organs. What is the lungs? Yes, that's correct. The next category is chapter. Chapter 9 of this book is called Wilbur's Boast. What is Charlotte's Web? Yes, that's correct. The next Jeopardy category is verse. The response includes the word verse. It's another word for the head side of a coin. Remember, please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Our next category is verse. The response includes the word verse. It's another word for the head side of a coin. Transverse? Yes. That's Wow. I was going to say reverse, and I said no. Three months after James Polk was sworn in, this former president died at his hermitage estate in Nashville. Who is FDR? Sorry. The correct response was who is Andrew Jackson. Your next Jeopardy category is geography. The largest landlocked country in Asia, it borders China, Russia, and three stand countries. I didn't quite hear you. The clue is the largest landlocked country in Asia, 
It borders China, Russia, and three stand countries. What is Indonesia? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is Kazakhstan? Our category is the Titans. The number of original Titans, according to the Theogony, were the number of labors performed by Hercules. What is 10? No. The correct response is what is 12. Oh, I almost Your knew that. Your category is a common category. Were you going to say 12? This two-word term no. refers to the same period as A.D., but it aims to remove religious connotations. Repeat the question. Remember, please respond in the form I mean, of a question. How do they want it? Starting with know, uh, after death, right? It's C.E., but I don't know what it says. This two-word term refers to the same period as A.D., oh. but it aims to remove religious connotations. What is common era? Good job. Nice. Our next Jeopardy category is... Bravo. Billy Wilder directed this film about a struggling writer in a warped silent movie has been who's always ready for her close-up. Who is Marlena Dietrich? He's whispering. Who is Marlena Dietrich? Nope. The correct response was what is Sunset Boulevard? Oh. What? Uh, are we doing awful? I don't feel like we're doing too bad at this one, are we? No, I don't think so. It's time for Final Jeopardy. The Final Jeopardy category is alliteration. You can wager up to your current score of 1,600. How much would you like to wager? 1,583 and 43 cents. Sorry, please wager an amount up to $1,600. Oh. Okay, let's try again. How much would you like to wager? 1,600. You wagered $1,600. Is that right? Yes. Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari became good pals in real life while working on this sitcom. What is what? this, buddy? Correct. Let's see how you did today. Nice job. You got eight right Peter out of Scolari 12. Died. You ended the game with $2,200. Yeah. Great job. You ranked in the 84th percentile of players today. Impressive. You're doing better than 93% oh, of shit, players. Oh, shit, dude, we are doing good. Do you think you have what it takes to be a contestant on The Price is Right? Let's no. find out. Got it. Jeopardy. would like to use The Price is Right to do that. May I send a request to The Price is Right? She having a stroke? Okay. Uh, Alexa, continue Jeopardy. Here's Jeopardy. That was the last day. Oh, was it? I thought yes. No, that was it. Welcome um, back to Jeopardy, players. Do you want to replay today's Team Jeopardy clues? No. Thanks for playing today. Oh, Alexa, reduce volume 50%. Boo. How cool is that? I didn't even know I could do that. That was a guess. Uh, so how would we do? How would we do? Uh, not good, bro. Really? We had one bad day. No, we had, here's our average going in reverse now because somehow they reverse the days. Okay. Eight, five, seven, nine, eight. That's not too bad, really. Well, 
my personal opinion is we need to start adding in the fucking Team Jeopardy. It's the worst we've done in one, two, three, three weeks of playing. Right. We got to catch back up. We got to get to yeah. about this. We do. We do. Oh, man, our score, I think they've, maybe it's just my personal perception, but I've seen the TV show. I think the fucking questions on this game are harder than the actual fucking TV show where people win real money. I think you're right. I think, I think, I don't, here's the deal. I watch the real Jeopardy sometimes, not like I used to, and I don't see any of these questions on there. I, I watch it sometimes too, and I'm just knocking questions out left and right. Maybe it's in the delivery. Maybe. I, I don't fucking know. But you would think they would have the harder questions where there's real stakes. I wonder if being able to read the questions makes it easier to answer. Right? Maybe. The deal is, when we just hear the questions, we don't, I think some things are lost in translation. Right? I would ag- being able to read would make it easier. I would agree with that, because there's a lot of times the question, the way they say it, I'm like, what right. the fuck are you, yeah. what? That's what I mean. The delivery of the question probably has a lot to do with being able to answer more. Like every time you have to say, repeat the question, when right. they repeat it, it still it makes no it's more sense. we don't understand the question. Agreed. Well, we didn't do too bad, Rufus. We, I mean, we had an 11 if we would start scoring the teen one. It's not the worst we've ever done, that's for sure. That was on May 21st. 2022. Oh, thank you for bringing us back. What was that? That was an average weekly score of 6.2. Tonight we had an average of 7.4. All right, that's seven. Look, today she said we are doing better than 91% of people playing Jeopardy. It means we're in the top 10%. You fucking should be proud of that, sir. You shouldn't um, have that look of defeat on your face. I'd be proud of it if I didn't know that most people are dumb as shit. Well, just know that you're the top 10%. That's all you got to care about. You look around. There's 10 people in a room. Nine of them are fucking dumber than you. Yeah, that, that's that. definitely. About that. And it's probably 10. That's definitely fucking true. And when, when I walk into Walmart, it's way more than 10. Yeah, well, of course. Of course. Alexa, stop Grateful Dead. So, Rufus, thanks for playing tonight. Thank you so much for making this show. We can, I, I think, except for next week, pretty soon we can go back to just Saturday nights for the show. I okay. think there's one more band competition. I, I got no problem with Friday nights. That'd I be know, cool. I know, but you know what? Then we got to redo the song. We got to go back to the Friday night free-for-all format. I mean, I got no problem if we have to do it Friday night next week, let's do it Friday night. I enjoy the show, obviously. I enjoy your company. So uh, I just want to thank, say thanks for being along for the ride. Okay. Well, I'm glad I could be here. Yeah. You're, you are an thanks. awesome prop. Thanks for having me. Oh, there is no better prop than a live, breathing prop. This is true. <laughs> or so you've told me. Right. Well, you don't realize you're a prop, but, dude, you're doing a great job, honestly. You're, you're, I am. You, you're like my Timmy is to you. I agree with you. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm, I'm programmed to do so. Uh, well, that's why I took you under my wing at the sub shop. You did. Thank you, sir. Taking one hits under the uh, under the bed hood. 
From a woman that looks just like this. You know what? The funny part is, let me explain something to you. Yeah. This brass piece. Oh, the brass piece. I love it. That's the piece we were using underneath the vent hood. I recognize it. It instantly, it like, makes chemicals. The same one, dude, for 30 years. So crazy. Isn't that crazy? It really kind of is. It is crazy. All right, Rufus, good to have you on the show tonight. Uh, good for you to join me for the show, I mean, and co-host this sure. podcast. Well, you know, busy guy, but I'll, I'll do what I can. Hey, it's me saying what up to all the people out there in the Sloth Nation. We love you. Goats up, goats crashing and all that good stuff. And uh, me and Rufus will be back with another Hyper Sloth Happy Hour to uh, get your brains in order next Saturday or maybe Friday. Tune in. Find out. Rufus will let you know. This is Justin saying, ow, ow, ow. This is Rufus saying, ow, ow, ow. Oh, nice. All right, folks. We'll catch you next week. Until then, sloth on.